Hello, everyone, and this is Demeki with episode 208 of Chapter Tactics. Welcome to Chapter Tactics. Uh, this is where we go over tactics and strategies to help out both new players and veteran players alike. Uh, tonight's topic, we're going over new codices we're excited about and which ones we think are going to shape up the meta. Again, I am your host, Demeki, and with me tonight is the voluptuous, <laughs> sexy, eyeglass-wearing, Spider-Man-loving, John P. Pew, pew. What's up, y'all? John <laughs> P. I guess I'm voluptuous nowadays. Yeah, dude. It's that COVID weight. Yeah, that COVID weight. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And also joining us tonight remotely is the one, the only... The man, the myth, the legend, Magic Carp Use Fly, Matthew Castro. Matt, how are you doing oh. tonight? Hey, dude, thanks for doxing me. No one knew my last. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everyone <laughs> knows my last name. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. I'm not in the office today because I'm sick. So I didn't want to get everyone else sick. So doing uh, my part remotely today. Uh, so you're going to see a really shiny forehead. Some would say it's more shiny than Bricky's. Uh, yeah, I would say that maybe. Just, just yeah, with the lighting, yeah. just with the lighting, just in this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I can make it brighter. You guys want me to make? No, <laughs> no please mind. don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I? I feel like I look as pink as Bricky right now. Oh That's wow, you are maybe. And also, we have a special guest tonight. Uh, coming all the way from Canada is the one, the only Scary. How are you doing tonight, sir? Well, I have just woken and stepped out of my gestation tube. For all of you mortals thought you could get rid of me, and I have yet returned to torture your minds and take your souls. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Good evening. Put him back what in the box, was, please. No, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> what an amazing intro. That is, that is my, an amazing my intro. My lord. I, dude, that's a better intro than any of us could ever come up with at, Absolutely. at any point whatsoever. I said voluptuous today. Yeah, well, voluptuous isn't a word. Voluptuous is. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just his accent. Yeah, it's my it's accent. It's southern dude. accent. It's, throwing it's it the, in there. It's the southern in there, you know? We throw in letters that don't exist in words. <laughs> I think, like, like no one says shrimp. Everybody well, says no, scrimp. Well, no. You like scrum? Well, well, no, no. The letters, letters exist. The wait, wait what are you talking about? Like, you like, have you ever heard a southern person? Exists. Have you ever heard a, 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 a southern person say oil? They say oil. oil. They say yeah, oil. You gotta get that oil. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And that's shrimp true. is scrum. You want some scrum? Yeah. Sandwich is sandwich. Yeah. sandwich. I, I can't say the word motorcycle. It, it's so hard for me. <laughs> I have to like think about it while I'm saying it. Motorcycle. You mean motorbike? You mean, you mean, you mean <laughs> dude, you we were at like four wheeler freaking what's it called? The thing that you would get when you were a kid. Oh, the power thing. wheel, the, the power, power wheel, power wheel. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a motorcycle, right? Yeah, at that point, yes. <laughs> Scary, why don't you uh introduce yourself to our audience? Uh, because some might not know who you are and uh, where they can find you at. Absolutely, thanks uh, for having me on. I'm Scary, the voice of Scary, the Archon, and um, I do mainly YouTube videos on YouTube and uh, a live show on Twitch called Just Put Paint on It, which is a fun uh, show where we sit down and talk to some really fun guests um, like Andy Chambers and Duncan Rhodes and um, um, down and we put paint on stuff while chatting for an hour and a half. It's usually weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern. And other than that, do battle reports, play Dark Eldar. I've been doing a lot of stuff with mini wargaming lately. So, yeah, if you like 40k content, you can find me and send me a message or leave a comment. And I tend to get back to pretty much everyone because I have no life. And this is my life. And I love all of you. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Um, also, uh, for people that are on the stream, we'll cut this out for the podcast. But if you type in actually exclamation mark guest, uh, you'll come up with uh, his stuff for uh, uh, his links and everything like that. Let me see if I can do it right now. Thank you. There sir. we go. Hey, Even thanks. though you're not here, you're still performing your magic. And I appreciate I you. <laughs> yeah. So there's his link tree with all of his links and stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I was on. Uh, I was on. Uh, what's it called? Put paint on it. Not too long ago. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. really fun. 
Yeah, it was really yeah. nice. It's like a yeah. really low key. You know what? Like in terms of you can chat anything from painting to like competitive stuff. But what I found is, especially in these times, like as the world opens up, it has been awesome to interact with people from all over the world and be able to bring them together internationally. I I work a lot with um, Tanya Gates, the War Mistress, who yeah. you know has her YouTube channel, does her Twitch stuff as well, and we've basically been co-hosting this show for like mm. you know I want to say yeah almost. Almost done like a is it since January? I think January started, and it's like really been awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. I think nice. uh, I love, Tanya, I love the War Mistress. Yeah, I think Tanya is actually here in chat right now. Nice. If everyone wants to say hi to the War Mistress, please do. Hi, hi, hello. Yeah, Sorry. you guys go over to that podcast. Um, I was on there. They heckled me for like a good hour. That's all it was. We didn't even. <laughs> there was no conversation. It was just them heckling me for an hour. Sorry, it's a great I, I wholesome feel- show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scar, I feel like you and I have to, as uh, both Dark Eldar players, have to eventually have a side conversation about Dark Eldar toes mm-hmm, and how mm-hmm, we feel about mm-hmm. them. Wait, why are mm-hmm. you guys just a, 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 inclusive? Why is it exclusive to only you two? It's only like Del- Dark Eldar players. <laughs> you haven't played. <laughs> I want to talk about toes. Oh, well, I, I, like talking about yeah, I like toes. About All right, we'll play, play a match with my Dark Eldars because and, we have. Fine cast models and they have no toes because it's all bubbles. Yep, yep, yep. That's true. Hashtag not my fine cast, fail cast. Yep, yep. <laughs> fail cast. But we can talk about Lilith and her toes. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have the old Lilith and she had toes. So I'm good. I didn't, see. I didn't. I didn't have, have that one, so I, I had to get the new one, which I still don't have because it's not back yet. But she's paint. <laughs> she's waiting to be painted, and yeah. I'm okay with that model too. You know what? I'm just a glutton for punishment. Just. Give me a succubus of any kind and unleash her upon the battlefield and have her murder everything for 75 points. Yes. I like it. I like it. That's value. Want that? Yeah. That is that. great. I what what can I get for 75 points? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like two play guard you know what, Bro, you know what I get for 75 points? I get a freaking Tyranid <laughs> Prime. That's what I get for like 75 points. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, think, my goodness. I think... Tonight, John P. has something special for us. Uh, he is our Did You Know Tonight. So, John P., what, what do you have in store for us tonight? All right, y'all. Did you know the schism of Mars? So, the schism of Mars was the deadly civil war that erupted on Mars between the loyalist factions of the ancient Mechanicum and the traitors of the dark Mechanicum during the early days of the broader interstellar civil war known as the Horus Heresy. Uh, so this civil war happened, it, was, it coincided with the Horus Heresy, essentially. Um, the schism involved all Martian forces, civil, military, um, from knights, titans, to the most senior Adeptus Mechanicus personnel, also drawing in space marines and units of the Imperial Army. The schism originated in a climate of discontent. Relations between various magi were in a condition of tension with outbreaks of violence and espionage leading to even the Titan legions being suspected of secretly taking sides in potential hostilities. For years, factions on Mars had bitterly argued over the nature of the Omnissiah, with many believing the Emperor to be its avatar. However, a large faction led by then-fabricator General Kelbor Hal, sorry if I mispronounced that, maintain the emperor a false idol and the manifestation of the omnissiah had yet to arrive more importantly kelbor howe harbored great resentment to the emperor for his conversion of mars into an arms factory for the great crusade and his ban on certain types of technological research such as artificial intelligence uh so that's essentially the beginning of the tale of the martian civil war if you want to learn more about it i suggest checking out mechanicum the ninth novel of the Horus Heresy series that focuses on this very civil war. That's sick. Yeah. So, so someone's essentially Elon Musk. Essentially, yeah. Because <laughs> they they don't like AI. Nope. Nice. Yeah, that's him, Kelbor Howe. Hmm. That's the civil war within the civil war. <laughs> There's so many layers, man. <laughs> There's so many layers. It's like a it's like a dip, a seven layer dip. So many layers. Delicious. Delicious. Lord. <laughs> Uh, Matt, you have news for us, correct? I do. Yes, I do. It's all on the top of my head here. Go ahead, sir. I, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. You, yep. you want me? Yep. You want me to uh, go first? Yes, please. All right. So <laughs> I am your hype man tonight. Uh, I wanted to tell everyone that we have a Dice Hammer Irvine GT next weekend. So if you're in the SoCal area, especially in Irvine, there is a GT that you can participate in. Uh, just go ahead and Google Dice Hammer and GT, and you should be able to find it. Um, it should also be on Best Coast Pairings if you're looking. Uh, along with that, FLG uh, is still selling, as far as I know, Lone Star Open tickets. So if you're in uh, the greater state of Texas, uh, especially I think near Austin is where it's going on at, uh, be sure to go check that out on FLG's website, and you can purchase your tickets and participate there. Um, along with that, there's been some real hype going on in the Warhammer community uh, with some Cheridon Chapter 2 rules coming out, little previews of some Bellacor, and then, you know, orcs and whatnot. It, it, it essentially looks like that we're going to see some something coming soon pre-order-wise. More like orcs that shoot lasers out of their eyes. <laughs> but I don't, shoot I don't, lasers out of everything. I don't like know why they every don't. Every orifice. Yeah. I don't know why they don't have that already. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be sick. Yeah. That would be yeah. sick. <laughs> they, they don't believe hard enough to shoot lasers out yeah. of their eyes. That's why. They can't. The, sure, only, the only one is Gazgul, and that's it. <laughs> dude, I should be an orc. Because like, if it's just believe hard enough and you get to do whatever it is, then I, I want to be an orc. That sounds like the best superpower ever. I believe if you believe hard enough. <laughs> yeah, if you believe hard enough, you just do it. It sounds like every like Disney movie, every like kids movie. Like there, you have like this villain that trained his entire life, <laughs> intense training, like through wizards, caves, and water, like super intense training, and then he loses some kid that just believed hard enough. Yeah, <laughs> feels bad. Yeah, that's, it does. It loses bad. to literally Ash Ketchum yeah. or Naruto, <laughs> <laughs> Baruto. Which are yeah. both which are both obsessed in their own way, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Evil. <laughs> so it's like, okay, obsession trumps obsession. Uh, yes, yeah. I agree. Which also means like I'm really excited for what like the pre-releases means for the future of competitive 40k. Like yeah. there's some mm -hmm. really cool rumblings, and we've seen what they did with Drukari. They've seen what they did with the broken Admech. and then that. No, I'm just kidding. Ha, see how I slid <laughs> under the table? There? Yeah, uh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> no, um. Um, but I'm really excited. Yeah, it's going to be really yeah. cool. Like orcs are like such an iconic faction and they play differently than most things. So, you know, as long as they don't do charts on charts on charts, you know, like Games Workshop tends to do, be like, we have charts for your charts to determine yeah. what chart you should roll on. Oh, God. If you, you keep know, saying chart, um, I'm going I'm going to go somewhere else going, and I'm going to get super excited cuz I love Excel there's, spreadsheets. <laughs> They're just gonna go back to a uh, uh, allied faction, the allied faction chart that they used to have. Oh no! <laughs> Sixth edition? No, yeah. no, I veto, veto that right now with my powers of vetoness. Um, there's also Dominion. Uh, oh yeah, out Dominion. this week. Yep, that's true. Uh, or this weekend. So, if you pre-ordered your Dominion boxes, get prepared because Ada Sigmar 3.0 is coming out very soon i haven't uh, got a nothing but good things about it i haven't got a shipping notification yet but i'm keeping my fingers crossed hopefully i get mine very soon yep 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 um and then bellacore uh i think that we can just talk about this just a little bit yeah go ahead <laughs> because like there people are going to be talking about bellacore all this week you guys can find that oh we're going to talk all about over on the frontline gaming network plenty um but bellacore looking real spicy has rules where uh, he can ignore your invuln save uh, he also has that, uh, that one psychic power. What, uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? The, one of the psychic powers that he has where it's like for every model in a unit, um, yeah. you take their attacks characteristic <laughs> yeah, and then you, you roll yeah. and for every six up, you get a mortal wound and you get plus one to that roll. Yeah. It, 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 that's it's, nasty. It's very, it's very, uh, curse of the leper esque. So like, yeah, yeah, better. Except better. <laughs> yeah, except better. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, all, all of his rules look, look very spicy and it's definitely going to play into like, at, at least John and P and I talked about this beforehand, but it's definitely going to play into some of our choices of the main topic tonight. Um, with that, I'm going to go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. I, I'm uh, going to read off the psychic power. Okay. Real okay, quick. okay. Go ahead. So there's a psychic power. It's called, uh, I believe it's called betraying shades. Okay. Warp treasure value six. Uh, what you do is you roll a number of d6 equal to the total uh, of, uh, of the attack's characteristic unmodified mm -hmm. uh, of a unit that you point at. And for every wound roll of six up, the unit suffers one mortal wound. 
And if your psychic test was 11 or more, uh, you add one to the dice result. So if you go up to like a squad of space Marines, you know, um, like a five man squad of space Marines, then you're rolling 10 dice in every six. Witches have or witches. Yeah. Three attacks. Each is yeah. Like, and you're all dead. Yeah. Each mortal (laughs) wound would kill one also. Yeah. It wouldn't be like a space Marine. They have two wounds. Witches yeah, have and one. it's up to yeah, and you select up to six models in the unit. So there, there's a cap, but like let's say that you go up against uh, Harlequin troop players, you know, yeah. each one having what uh, four attacks four each. Attacks, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so twenty four dice. <laughs> Wait, does it? Does, I'm wondering if it's going to count on the charge because you know shock assault from Marines. No, no, it's, it says unmodified. So oh, it has unmodified. To be their, okay, okay. Their stats base stats. Base stats. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. He also is getting a four invuln. Um, yeah. And you can subtract one from the wound roll as well, just naturally, from a ranged attack, which is nasty. Yeah, boy. Uh, you can re-roll. Uh, oh, no, you have to subtract one from your hit rolls as well. And then there's also a 2CP strat where if you fail a saving throw for a Disciples of Bellacore model, so whatever the faction is going to be for Cheridan, uh, the damage characteristic of that attack is zero. Yep. That's, that's once, like it's once per battle, stuff, right? Like imagine like a crazy dreadnought being like, bring on your last cannons. And then he's yeah. like, and zero damage. You know, yeah, only and do like minus one damage or, you know, a rhino or something that you just want to keep alive forever. Mm-hmm. Imagine mm-hmm. that'd be kind of cool. It's only yeah, once per battle, right? No, is it? it's no. in any phase. So like literally you can do it in your shooting phase. You can do it in your fight phase. And it's not, it's not once per battle. Bellacore just has to be on the field. Uh, but it's only one saving throw. So if you've, it's not like, you know, when you fast roll and everything. Um, so it has to be only one yeah. uh, roll that goes through. It gets reduced down to that's zero, all that matters. which is, yeah, that's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> I know what I'm building when I get home. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get amazing game mats for not just your 40K games, but almost any tabletop game out there. Purchase miniatures at a discount and join some of the largest 40K events in the industry. They also have the largest 40K podcast network in the business with shows like Signal from the Frontline, Chapter Tactics, 40K Game Changers, 40K Stat Center, Grim After Dark, and so much more. That's FrontlineGaming.org. Or you can either click on the link or the description of this podcast on all the social media uh, goodies. Woohoo! Woohoo! Nice, we did it, dude. Demeki, you're being a better host than I am. Maybe you should just be perma host. Uh, I'm super nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so you're I'm so doing, nervous. You're doing a great job. You're doing great, Thank sweetie. You. Thank oh, you. I followed a few. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, so yeah, we're we're covering tonight Codex C's or Codexes. It depends upon who, who, who's saying it. Uh, <laughs> And like what what we're scared of and what we're looking forward to. Um, so uh, we've had a large majority of the books for ninth edition drop. Uh, some have changed the way we look at the game, while others have fallen to the wayside. But every book has significantly had an impact on the game so far. Oaths of Moment, Mortarian, Secondaries, Drukari, etc. So many questions, you guys are what codices. <laughs> So many questions you guys so have. My. Yeah. So my. So my. <laughs> uh, so my questions to you guys are, what codices are you looking forward to? Which ones do you think are going to change the meta and why? Also, what would you like to see for upcoming codices? Yeah, so am I. So am I. Yeah. See, that's yeah. the southern part. That's the southern part of me yeah. where I knew I would I would mess it up. Yeah. No, I'm just messing. Now, now I know that Scurry... Being a beloved Drakari player, you can't uh, you can't use Drakari as an answer for this one. You can't be like future <laughs> oh, codexes. I thought. We were yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. future codexes, but you know the we can put in like Drakari codex yeah. in tenth edition. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I I I I went to host brain again. You went to host brain again. So I mean, well, I mean, let's kick it right off. You are you are under the weather. You need to you need to relax. I'm I'm just gonna relax. You know what? You're right, Scary. I'm gonna relax and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna answer questions if uh, whenever they're thrown at me. So open forum. All right, let's go. I I think every person should pick one codex right now for a faction that they are particularly scared of when they get their ninth edition codex. And I'm going to start with 
our guest, Skari? Uh, I think that Ray Knights have one of the biggest, like, the one of the biggest potentials of the game. If you look at what they've been doing for Space Marines, and then give it to Grey Knights, but then add in what Grey Knights... I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to, like, remember what Grey Knights were just before the pandemic started in, like, early 2019. No, 20, 2020? 2020. Yeah. Right? And it was like they had just gotten their, their Psychic Awakening book, and... They were really strong, and they didn't get to really nobody. We didn't really get to see them come to fruition because of the fact that the like all the events shut down. And if you take that potential of what they could have done, like just murdering people with like lots of bolter shots from Adeline of Sight, and having chaplains do their litanies and give them extra range and crazy psychic powers and the tides and stuff, and then add in all this new space marine stuff, two wounds and transhuman physiology and like all this extra stuff. I feel like they have the, they have the ability to really mess some things up with a new codex. Mm -hmm. So fingers crossed that I become terrified of Grey Knights moving forward. Yeah, and you're talking about like the list. Um, what uh, I believe it was like Lawrence Baker, right? He's the one that piloted like the big Paladin one of bombs. Them, yeah, and stuff. it was yeah. like like one big like Paladin bomb, one. or like yeah. double Terminator, or two. <laughs> like it, there was a couple of iterations, and I've seen mm -hmm. some great Grey Knight lists do well at like events, like little events and stuff like that. They just kind of uh, they just fall short of the in the we need to in ninth edition hold objectives not just kill things. Because in 8th, yeah. just killing stuff worked as a strategy. In ninth edition, you have to be able to hold an objective and kill things at the same time. So, mm. And I feel like, that, you know, hopefully they address that. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully they also, like, I I'm thinking that uh, with the whole Tides thing, you know, how bef uh, how they nerfed it, right? Because, mm -hmm. uh, like, the, what, what was it, Tides of, uh, Tides of, is it convergence? No, the other one, escalation for the mortal wounds, the two flat mm -hmm. mortal wounds one. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know they nerfed that one a little bit because they saw that probably going into ninth edition, being able to just pump out that many mortal wounds in ninth edition, pretty bad uh, for <laughs> for for uh, for what they wanted. Um, but you're, you're right. You know they do have a lot of uh, uh, really really good psychic powers. You know they have sanctuary, um, gate of infinity right um hammer hand so much good stuff that they can run through and seeing them go up to two wounds with or not two wounds uh um you know having their paladins become stronger having their scouts uh become yeah, a little two bit wounds. stronger like as well. all the space yeah, yeah. marines getting like an extra wound and then potentially yeah. paladins going to like four wounds you imagine mm -hmm. like a paladin being more like a an alaris terminator in terms of yeah. like survivability, but then with the, all the psychic potential and then all the buff potential from like librarians and chaplains, and you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And then who knows what they'll do with Drago? Like, oh yeah, they're going crazy with yeah. some of these big killy characters. Like Drago is an iconic, like very beefy combat character. So mm -hmm. I would I would also love to see what they're gonna do with the the Dread Knights also, because uh, Dread Knights are pretty big. Uh, for Grey Knights, the, like aesthetically, right? That's the um, baby carrier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the baby yeah. carrier. Uh, right mm -hmm. now, you can have like the HQ have a three up invuln and stuff. So I want to see how they're gonna do with those Dread Knights as well. Um, and then maybe I, I would love to see like one more unit being put into the Grey Knights Codex. Uh, I think that'd be pretty sick. But I could uh, see them, one. you know, putting in because you know the like the Grey Knights were technically like a. And a long time ago, they were like a military wing of like the of the yeah of the the demon hunters, right? Mm -hmm. Like they were like mm -hmm. used by the demon hunter inquisitors to go and like hunt demons. So I wouldn't be surprised they bring in more of that like inquisitorial stuff and then kind yeah. of mix it very like sisters of battle. You know what I mean? And and yeah, 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 style. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think that the only problem that I see with Grey Knights, I, and like I completely agree that I think that Grey Knights are going to change the meta. Um, and it's going to be like a huge book that's going to drop. Uh, I think that the only problem is just uh, aboard the witch, really. Yeah. Uh, seeing like what type of secondaries people are still going to take against Grey Knights, if that's still going to hurt them or not. Um, I don't think that it hurts them as much anymore. 
Am I wrong in no, that? No, not any, not as much. But it is one of those yeah. where you go, okay, you have a bunch of psychers. I don't have any psychers. <laughs> okay, then I'm just going to take that. Yeah. However, just three points. Yeah. However, with the increase of like psychers becoming more like crucial to some armies working, or mm-hmm. like you want to take a psyker, then that like takes away your ability to pick that as a secondary. First of all. Yeah. And secondly, we're looking at Brotherhood of Psychers. Like right now, Brotherhood of Psychers is like a rule where you can pick like any model in a unit and then that model costs the power or whatever. But maybe Brotherhood of Psychers also means like, well, if you kill this unit for Poe the Witch as a special Grey Knight rule, you know, this unit is worth one less victory point for secondaries or something like that. that. Be, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that'd be cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And like, uh, I, I, I want to know also if the psychic powers that they have now, if they're going to still be there on the next codex. Uh, Cause like there are some really, really strong psychic powers that green knights have access to. Like I said, you know, sanctuary hammer hand. Um, what else? Uh, astral aim. Yeah. Astral aim. Word of the astral emperor, aim. whatever it is, mm-hmm. which by mm-hmm. the way, is really funny because the way they eroded like normal moving and embarking onto transports, you can actually like grab a gray knight unit Get it to shoot in the psychic phase and then move back into its rhino, which is hilarious. Oh, you can, oh like, yeah, you're right. Get them out yeah. of the rhino, shoot stuff, get them back into the rhino. That, I don't like that. I don't. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't like that like, at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, you say you say you don't like that, but then look at sterilizers with Admech, and you know that you can't even interact yeah. with them. So it's the same thing, that's, right? That's true too. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm. I'm totally down for. That's gray my knights. vote. My vote. Gray knights. The good old. Good old. Grey Knights and the Trails of Drago, the Trials of Drago. Okay, you know maybe well, that can continue. I, well, I mean, like as a counterpart to that, because Grey Knights, you know, their Codex is going to come out, and then right immediately after that, if not at the same time, we got Case Suns as well. Yeah, do you think that Case Suns are going to change anything in the meta, or do you think it's going to be like the same old Case Suns? If there's one thing I I'm terrified of seeing on the table is an army that can put out like thirty mortal wounds in a turn, and Thousand Suns can do that. Um, <laughs> so if you don't screen very well, you're just gonna just pick up models. Yeah. Um, so I, they they're another one of these armies. Like Green Knights have so much potential, but it's also all the potential to not do enough for them, or to try and tame it too much, to then mm-hmm. not do enough, or like way too much, and then be like, whoa, like we yeah. just went a little overboard. But I love like. It's just they're cool armies to have because their dynamic is so different to like Admech, I'm just going to shoot you to death. Or Drukari, I'm just going to run witches down your throat until you don't have any models left. You know, mm-hmm. or, you know, Space Marines, which are like, I've got a bunch of dreadnoughts and shoot you and just don't have a lot of other stuff on the board. You know, so it, it yeah, I feel like it'd be healthy for the, for the hobby to have like good psychic armies. It's like a completely different style of faction that you can play. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I definitely agree. And that hopefully, I'm hoping that it doesn't become the Magnus show, right? Um, where it's just, you know, oh, well, you're just going to... Yeah, yeah, I, well, yeah. Yeah, it's like kind of like what happened with Death Guard until people started realizing that DSTs were just, or Death Drop Terminators were just so Broken. good. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah so you don't good. need to bring Mortarian if you have that with Stench Bats. Yeah. Um, so I want to, I'm hoping that Magnus gets a glow up but it doesn't become just the magnus army well right? i mean Where it's just like all you run is just magnus and that's it i, I think yeah. what it is too though is when you have a centerpiece model like mortarian and especially like with the new bellacore rules that are coming with uh the charidon chapter two like it when you have a centerpiece like that and the model looks sick and everybody wants to run it right they're they're like i've painted this I've been waiting so long. It gets a glow up, and you're like, I got to put it on the table. I, th- I feel like that's going to be the same thing with Magnus. Like, you're going to see a lot of Magnus uh, lists uh, for a while, and then people are going to be like, okay, well, I don't have to run Magnus. I also have access to these other units, which are great and can do uh, what I need them to do in order to get me points, right? I just think it's mm-hmm. like a new, new shiny object thing, right? Like, ooh, squirrel, like, or, you know. Yeah, well, 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 you see, the problem is that, like, with K-Suns, what, what are their big, like, centerpiece, or, like, their big models is what, Rubric Marines going yeah. up to two wounds? That's going to be the nasty. The Mutalex Vortex Beast. The Mutalith Vortex Beast. Mm. Ooh, yeah. That, that, that's yeah. a mouthful. Yeah. 
Is, you I, even know like, that existed? No, I, I do not. I don't I even know what that is. It's, it's, it's the just, big I, like. You could have just said random words to me, and I would have said. Mm, it's that yes. big spiky beast looking thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so it, yeah. It, it, it does mortal wounds to stuff, but you know, it is a big model that's like was transferred over from like Warhammer Fantasy, I think, um, mm-hmm. back in the day when they did a bunch of stuff. But like, that's another thing. It's like the Thousand Suns faction has a lot of really cool, like unique units, you know, like Zangors and Zangor Enlightened and all this other stuff. It's like this whole culture, mm-hmm. but you never really see that sort of stuff on the table anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah, because it like K Suns became more of a soup faction. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or um, like I need Armon. Or yeah, you need Ar- you, yeah, you need you, know? you yeah. need Magnus's towel boy. You need Armon <laughs> on this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you got to bring him. Um cuz like when I when I look at uh when I look at K Suns, there's not a lot that I that pops up in my head besides Magnus, Zangors, Rubric Marines and Armin. Right, those are like the four big things that I think of when I think of K Suns. Yeah. So, uh, they they really need to make it so that everything gets to have playtime on the board because, like, what we're seeing now, especially with a lot of these codexes, is that GW doesn't really want us to soup that much, right? Yeah. Uh, so what if K Suns get stripped away of being souped, right? Then what is it that they have available? that can compete with something like gray knights with their paladin bombs, right. you know, with their dragos and their, uh, their dread knights. I, you know what I mean? So I would say that it's not that GW wants <clears throat> us to not soup. It's just that they, if we choose to soup, we have to take a penalty for doing so. Right. Yeah. So it's not, it's not necessarily yeah. that they don't want us to soup. It's just that we have to take a penalty. So like, yeah, well, well that's, that's kind of saying that they don't want us to soup that much. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. at the glass half full. I'm trying to be positive. positive. I'm looking at the Magnus half empty. Right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I love Magnus because he's my favorite model in the entire game. So I'm just, I, I hope that's something. Hey, Magnus with armor, that. without armor for you. I, I want him with armor. And every time you deal damage to him, everything is magnetic. And you strip away the armor. <laughs> you chip it away. And he's just a strip damage, Magnus. I love yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strip down Magnus. I know exactly <laughs> where to put the magnets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John P., what about you? Yeah, so mine was actually going to be Grey Knights. I have a backup. Ah, he's got <laughs> uh, a backup. I got the backup. I mean, it's looming. It's coming around the corner. We all know it's coming. It's the T5 Orc Boys. These, yeah. yeah. Just imagine what? having What? <laughs> Just the thought of having to chew through 30 T5 bodies is not very pleasant to me. <laughs> yeah, not, like, not if you think about it, right, those T5 orcs, you know, um, you go up against the standard of, like, Space Marines, right? Yeah. Space Marines have strength four. You know, going up against a T5, uh, going up against, like, T5 orcs, that's good. That That's going to be a, that's going to be pretty brutal, depending on how much, you know, obviously they're going to cost. If they're going to cost, yeah. like, a lot, which I'm not expecting that they are. Um, it's going to be pretty brutal for just like the bottom line uh, average space marine player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not only that; like they're also going to be able to green tide come back. Um, mm-hmm. They also they also have a lot of flexibility uh, with all the cults that they can pick from. You can pick Death Skulls, the super OP one that rerolls everything. They're going to um, they get obsec, they get six up invulns. If that sticks around, um, you can also take evil sons to be fast and you know speed is king in ninth moving around the map getting engaged getting those scramblers evil mm-hmm. sons yeah orcs are always like one of that wild card faction and of course with anything like we're talking about like you know what do we expect you know we we of course we're talking with a grain of salt on everything because yes. you can't just take toughness five orcs and look at it in a vacuum yeah. right yeah. you it will make sense once we get to see all the other options, the faction bonuses, the detachment bonuses, and then, of course, the pages of stratagems they're going to inevitably give you that makes the faction, like, tick yeah. in a lot of ways and gives them a lot of their tricks. However, Toughness 5, I, I, some people say it's not a big deal. It is for things where it matters, like the bolt pistols that would have killed you yeah. or that, like, odd 
squad of space marines that would charge in and normally kill all your orcs because they would just wound you on fours. Now yeah. wounding you on fives, that's, that's a difference. Like you might have a dude survive or whatever and he can go do an action later or stand on an objective or, you know what I mean? Like it's it's like changing the math enough to make a difference. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah. Especially uh, yeah. Everyone, everyone nowadays is bringing vanguard vets with claws and shields. And yep. Well, they're well, claws. They're strength four. Even, well, mean, even, even though you get to like re-roll the wound roll, it's still wounding on fives instead of fours which like he mentioned uh, yeah. might leave that one extra dude yep i mean even yeah even against for- against a huge like blob too if if you know this is all this is all speculation obviously this entire yeah. this entire episode is speculation yeah yeah this is all speculation uh, yeah but like even with that like if it's a squad of 30 boys right and it's all t5 that's that's so brutal yeah uh for like your stand like i said like your standard space marine stuff yeah. Right, everything that's going to be strength four is just now all of a sudden, uh, uh, kind of like useless against that matchup of orcs. Yeah. Well, I mean, think I'll about it. This, say, think venom, about it this a way: Dark Eldar, a Drukari venom is toughness mm. five. Yeah, six yeah. wounds. Right. Mm. You, it has a five up in middle. He has minus one hit. Sure, but like, you know, that's like a squad of thirty is like me having what five venoms that you have mm-hmm. to like try and kill in a single turn. You know, mm-hmm. considering they might be a weird boy giving them an invul or like something that gives them a minus one to be hit. Like you're not yeah. just going to, as I said, not in a vacuum. Anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt there. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, no. no. I, 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 know, I, I get what you're saying where it's not like just the T5 alone is its own thing. We're not even talking about like all the other buffs that you can give them. Right. I, I mean, um, yeah, great. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that that's basically it. It's just yeah. like, we, <laughs> you're not, you're not, we're not talking about even like the other buffs that they're going to get. Like even their weapons, right? What now, now their weapons are minus one AP as yep. well. Nat. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, yeah. So like, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like, which I will have. say, and this is from experience, it changed witches going from AP zero to AP one. And that made an incredible difference in their damage output. Yeah. Yes, they gave them the extra attack or whatever, but that AP like, it, is one of the things I've noticed the most from game to game to game, where before my witches would just bounce off something, and now my witches actually they like kill things. Yeah, is yeah. the addition yeah. of that AP. Yeah. So I, you know, it's awesome to see that on the choppers again. Yeah, mm-hmm. D- Demeki and I were actually talking about this recently. We, like, we were looking at uh, whirlwinds for Space Marines, and one of them has a. a a pretty strong gun, uh, six strength, one damage, but zero AP, and that no AP really makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. If like, I, like you mentioned, it just bounces off. Yeah, I mean, it's my same problem with Tau, which I was I was gonna get at. Is that like, if you look at a Tau Fire Warrior strike uh, strike team, um, they have a five zero one gun, right? So now on top of that, you're only hitting on fours, and if you're up against an orc boy, you're hitting on fours wounding on fours and then you have no ap so like you can't even deny them a save so they still get a save even if you hit and wound like yeah and especially the way terrain works nowadays it's so easy to get that cover save oh yeah (laughs) i i i I feel out of out of everything i feel bad for tau that 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 out of all this so far like i really everybody feels bad for tau except Um, for reese but like everybody, everybody feels bad for <laughs> But I mean, uh, that's not even what I'm concerned about. Actually, I'm kind of concerned about Mcard. I I feel like when Mcard gets their glow up, it's gonna hurt. Like yeah, like yeah. when Tau gets their glow up, it it might hurt. But I feel like like Bane Blades and and it, like a hundred a uh, hundred imp guard troops just shooting la- uh, las blasters or I'm sorry las guns las guns at you like I, I, I I'm kind of scared I'm kind of worried that M guard might get one heck of a glow up and before guardsmen become t5 <laughs> <laughs> t5 guardsmen with t5 jetpacks. guardsmen yes nah, not a big deal it's still a guardsman yeah yeah, it matter. <laughs> Last, yeah the, the, the only thing that they're changing is that their last guns become straight too i i am <laughs> yeah. okay. just the i think the thing is, so everything's getting like a, a glow up in some way shape or form i like their their tanks are still uh t7 right so maybe mm. they go to t8 um along with their mana cores like 
there I know we I mean we have no idea. The the only preview we've gotten so far is Gaunt's Ghost and that's who the, are amazing by the way. They, they are very very cool models. I have to admit they yeah. are very cool models. They have some very oh. cool rules. Like right now competitively they're one of the only like or the only guard thing gets a forward deployment which right. in the meta right now for example anything that can forward deploy and like huge go into the middle of the board is is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. So Let's just hopefully they get more stuff like that, right? Yeah. Well, they, have, um, they have sentinels, right? Can't sentinels forward deploy? They they they, they, they pre-game move. Yeah. Oh, pre-game move, not yeah, forward yeah. deploy. Which, yeah, yeah right. so like so if you have an enemy that already put stuff up there for like it doesn't like they can stop you from getting up, right? Yeah. yeah. Um with like infiltrators or whatever. Another thing is to remember, guard was I think one of the first codexes of eighth edition. Right. Right. So we're looking at like an early eighth edition codex for guard. And when it came out back then, it was like really really strong it was like it was just crushing like admech is doing right now that was guard at the start of eighth edition um with like giant blobs of infantry where a commissar could like execute one and they were fearless and they just couldn't you couldn't take them off objectives and it was just nuts so i mixed yeah i would be terrified i also they also have a ton of auto cannon style things and kill all my transports so i'm terrified of guard yep uh, I, I kind of want to circle back a little bit about the whole Grey Knights question. Okay. Right? With the Grey Knights Codex. I'm sorry. I, I wanted no, to put ahead. this in. I, I completely An forgot. echo in the warp here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I arrived to the conversation late. <laughs> um, you know, what would be interesting is that if Grey Knights actually become uh, broken and like a lot of it has to do with mortal wounds and stuff, Black Templars are probably going to see a huge uptick mm-hmm. in play. Mm-hmm. That's going to be anything that can ignore mortal sick. wounds. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Black That's going to be absolutely sick. Space Wolves are going to be bringing the Hounds of Morkai. Uh, mm-hmm. Chaplains will mm-hmm. be bringing the Litany of Faith <laughs> to give that aura for five of uh, mm-hmm. Final Pain against mortals. Yeah. Anyways, back to Imp Guard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, well, the thing about Imp Guard is that with, with their glow up, I have to imagine that Games Workshop are going to absolutely change the way that the game works for imp guard because they have to right yeah if it becomes like imp guard vehicle heavy yeah then how are they going to survive at all you know we already we're already seeing all these last cannons you know d3 plus three damage we're seeing these dark lances come out we're seeing all this uh just flat four damage that you're going to be able to deal to these to anything that's big where you want to bring like smaller infantry now uh, and imp guards all about their vehicles, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, your leaving Russes, your tank commanders, all that stuff. Yeah. Bane blades. How are they going to survive? They'll probably, they'll, for some of the big tanks, like say a Lehman Russ, like sturdy Russ vehicle, I could see it gaining like a rule of max four wounds per phase, kind of like a Satan, especially if it's supposed oh. to be like a big thing, right? Oh, yeah. So, oh. you know, yeah, there's a mechanic for that sort of thing for like bigger units that could make its way into some codexes in ways that we don't expect. Like they did it for Satan, they did it for Gasgol. Yeah. Um, uh, is there another one that does that? I'm not sure if there's another that one that does that. No, I think that's it so far. Because even more yeah, Tarion, so far that's it, but... That was that was the yeah. longest like uh, gossip that we had about Mortarian before we actually got the codex. It was like, oh, he's getting the gas treatment, and I was just like, Mortarian's getting a gas treatment, like really? And well, then it ended up not happening. Yeah, I mean, they probably play test feel no pain. Like he's still really yeah, he's yeah. beefy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I mean, I mean, but yeah, I mean, there's a possibility that could happen. Um, I mean, there's I feel like they're always going to be a vehicle heavy army. Uh, especially even with the current meta. I mean, with I, I hate to go back to I mean, well, we haven't even really like really dove deep on it. I mean, besides earlier, but like Bellacor is going to be nasty. He's going to be in probably a lot of lists, especially after the, the Cheridon comes out. And like um so like the only way to deal with him as imp guard or even like tower or anything else is that you're going to have to bring something that brings the heat. Right. And like, that's normally a vehicle or a monster. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to be, I, I would be surprised if they do something to make it to where they're less vehicle dependent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then also with bring it down. Right. You have to also think about like the secondaries, if it's going to be vehicle heavy, like, like I said, GW has to not, not only do they have to glow up Imp Guard, 
it has to be the biggest glow up in all of ninth edition. <laughs> like it has to be the biggest one because <laughs> like the way that they're stacking up now, it doesn't make sense in yeah. the new edition. If they want to keep the same play style of vehicle heavy with infantry as well. Right. Yeah. It, it just, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And uh, I, well, and I think that it's, it's, it's not even just, it, it's, it's them and Tal. Like they, they're both going to have probably some of the hugest glow ups in ninth edition. Well, I think that M guard is going to get a bigger glow up. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We've talked about, we've talked about Grey Knights. We've talked about Thousand Suns. We've talked about Guard. We talked about, I don't know, -ish. Um, other stuff. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, thinking about this, one of the factions that could have the most profound impact to the way that we play the game right now is Gene Steeler Cults. Oh, yeah, I forget oh, about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, for, I just forget about that faction so much. I'm sorry, Scary. Well, Go ahead. Well, it's okay. They they want you to forget. Yeah. They're going to yeah. come out of the sewers <laughs> and, like, take you away. Um, because, you know, right, even right now, okay, Jesus Cult, yes, they're overcosted. They, they, like, in terms of, they can't really hold objectives very well because they don't have, like, mixing them in with Tyranids makes them, like, better. Tyranids and Jesus Cults are in very similar boat. There's some good builds. However, they don't really, you don't really see them at the top unless you're in Australia, in which case Eric just, like, makes them work somehow. Anyway, yeah. um, and, like, the Blitz, for example. If you play against a good Gene Steeler player that uses the Blitz effectively, even right now, with the state of the way the game is, it's one of the most obnoxious game mechanics in a competitive setting. Be able to just put a little marker down for every unit in your army in your deployment zone. And if you go second, your opponent goes first, they can't come within nine inches of any Blip by the end of their movement phase. And then you can like redeploy blips, move blips, put blips back into reserve, and literally like change your whole game plan based on your first, your opponent's first turn movement phase. And it can be like really impactful, you know, especially when there's a couple of players that are the same like skill level. But then you say, okay, what are they going to do in the new edition? Like, what sort of game mechanics are they going to put in there? Like, you know, that just crank them up to 11. And that scares me because they also use. Astromitarum, like guard stuff in their mm. armies. Yeah. So you like bring guard up, or you bring, or if they release that before guard, you'll get to see sort of like, I guess, if they put the guard stuff in there, mm -hmm. you'll get to see what they're thinking for guard in that book, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then seeing like a lot of their vehicles. What, what's what's the vehicle that they run a lot of? Uh, is it the, gr uh, the rock grinders and the, the rock grinder? Jackal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Same the little, those are the transports. Then you've got the, the 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 riders, which are the oh my goodness, jackal, the jackal, uh, jackal. Yeah, you have no. the jackals. You have those the jackals are, with the satchel those are little, Yeah, those are the bikers. Yeah. And then you've got the other ones. Anyway, Wait. Dustin is going to murder me for not remembering what these are. So you have <laughs> them every time. No, no, no. The, the 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 little buggies with the last cannons on top. Hey, somebody oh, in Ridge Runners, oh, Ridge Runners, yeah, Ridge Runners. yeah. Thank yeah. you, Tanya. <laughs> yeah, See, seeing that, and then seeing like them getting uh, the D three plus three treatment as well, that's going to be pretty brutal. Um, seeing what they're going to, what the heck they're going to do with Aberrants, because right now they kind of just like written off Aberrants, where it's just like you're you're never going to run them because they're just so expensive, like you said. What happened is one of the developers went to the beach and was, this is Muscle Beach, and then was like, no. And then he was, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I can totally see Gene Star Colts changing up everything um, just because of, like, honestly, it doesn't even have to do with the stats. It's just It just has to do with the blips and all the stuff that they can do outside of just the stats on their data sheets, right? Yeah. Because, like, they have stuff like, um, what, uh, a plan years in the making, right? Yeah. Uh, they have uh some of the best uh, uh some or not the best but like the coolest psychic powers as well. Uh, what what is it? Mass hypnosis, the one where you get to control um a vehicle or something mind or control. A, mind control, mind control, mind control, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh all the deep shite or deep shite deep strike shenanigans <laughs> that they can deal with, right? There, there's so much, and then also all their flamers. I want to know what mm -hmm. they're gonna do with their flamers and their acolyte hybrids because like. Even right now, Acolyte hybrids with like their flamers are pretty nasty right now. And the fight and death, like it, especially yeah. in the meta right now, hybrids. If you have, if you're a Genius of Cult player and you've just like not looked at hybrids in a while, open your book, mm -hmm. look at hybrids, give them a whip, send them into combat, watch them die, and then kill whatever killed them. It's yeah. just, 
it's really yeah they they're it, quite good. It, yeah, it's a good trade. And then even what they're um, what 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 is it? The rock saw, yeah. The, uh, the melee weapon. Like even mm-hmm. seeing that. Like the problem that Genesis Colts have right now is just that they can't stay on the board. You yeah, know, no. they're they're like literally the glass cannon. They have no durability, st- no survivability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if they're gonna stick with that uh, idea. I can only imagine if they're going to give T five uh, to orcs, I can only imagine that they're going to make jeans to Colts. Not obviously not T five, but like give them some type of resilience where they need to stay on the board. Maybe because that's no what pain. every army needs. Maybe a field, yeah. no pain. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about a field, no pain. <laughs> they, they're, I'm pretty sure they already <laughs> they're, have, they're, a they're no moving. Pain they're sort of like moving away from the field of pain, but something like a, like an involve or making them like, Oji and sneaky or something or oh, like built yeah, in yeah, minus yeah. one to wound yeah. or some sort of stratagem where they can like I'm gonna shoot you and they're like, I'm not on the board. Yeah, you know, like they just disappear, you know. I'm like, a lurker as a from Starcraft. Scatter. Scatter. Yeah. <laughs> Scatter. Like like vermin, like scaven. Yeah. They're like, I'm gonna shoot you. Or like roaches where you like put a light on them light in the night, them. they'll like yeah. go like you know, like So how does everybody feel about the Cheridons versus the Psychic Awakening books? Like, better, worse, so-so? Like, what What, what friend, do you think of the Cheridon? We've only seen one, right? Well, we, we've yeah. kind of seen, seen two. We got, we got one in a preview. So with the preview, we already know that, like, we're getting Bellacore rules. We're getting Demon rules. They even said that we're going to see some Chaos Space Marine rules recently. But, like, we can mm-hmm. kind of look at the, the first book and see, like, what we got with Admech uh um imperial knights uh and then also what we got with death guard andrew kari and kind of i guess guess like what wh- how we how we think this is comparing to psychic awakening i mean honestly god from and i'm not being biased just because i'm i'm death guard andrew kari player i'm not being biased i i like it i i mean i i think that like the the Cheridon was was pretty good uh, compared to the the psychic awakenings that we saw in eighth, now I think that the downfall for psychic awakening was that COVID happened, and most of us didn't even get a chance to play it. Like, you know, the greater good or what was what was your psychic saga awakening? of the beast? Saga of the beast. Like a lot of us didn't even get to use our new rules, so now we just saga of the tears straight yeah. into yeah. <laughs> straight into ninth. Saga. But now we're getting we're already getting like a psychic awakening with these Cheridon books, like. How does everybody feel about these? Like, is it adding a new well, style of gameplay? Is it is it changing anything up? Well, like, so I I think that the psychic awakenings were already good on their yeah. own. Um, besides like some of the stuff like the pick your own faction thing. Yeah. Uh, besides that, like a lot of the psychic awakenings were pretty were pretty good, pretty decent. Um, I honestly don't know much about like the new Charidin. Maybe <laughs> if you want to, you want to expand on that on your thoughts on what. You think about the Charidin so far? Well, you see, the Book of Rust, the uh, <laughs> book one of the series, takes us down the winding road. Um, if it's more like Cult of Strife stuff, then please give us more, because Cult of Strife was incredible. But that's the thing about like campaign books, is it tends to be very hit or miss. Like, for example, mm-hmm. you look at Cult of Strife, yeah. and it's like every competitive Dark Elder army that is worth its salt runs cult of strife because it's just that good right and then before the new admec book you had some admec players running some of the metallica stuff because it added it added a lot of it added a lot of like um (laughs) uh things to the admec book like an auto advanced six and this and that that kind of really helped the faction at that point in time but then you look at like knights and stuff there's some and Yo, if you read those stratagems for knights, and some of those are really cool. Like, the concepts of, like, the shadow of this knight makes you so scared that you count as an engagement range within three inches of it instead of one, so you can't shoot, you know? That sort of thing. Like, that's really fun, but, like, knights are terrible. You know, like, so, you know, it's it's just kind of overshadowed by the fact that the faction doesn't really do very well in the game right now. So I personally like it. I prefer the, what they did with the Psychic Awakening, which they gave basically as many factions as possible quickly. They were like, here's a bunch of rules, and we didn't get to see it. But they tend to do that towards the end of an edition. 
where they'll go, mm. this is all the crazy we've been saving. And then they like send it all at once. And they, there's like six months to a year of just, just absolute madness. Yeah. And yeah. then they kind of like reset with a new edition. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I like this, this, this is something that you can kind of use. I just hope that it's not just only you and they kind of like give other factions a chance to like shine. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, no, yeah. I, I, I can see that because like with the psychic awakenings, like what you said, where it just unlocks everything, right? Like uh, yeah. with Space Wolves, well, Ragnar, uh, Touch of the Wild, right? Uh, in peace. And then even with like Nids, uh, their psychic awakening was like what well, Blood of Ball was amazing for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, really helped out the faction a lot. Uh, and, and like even in ninth edition, it still helps out the faction. That's how good the psychic awakening was. Uh, yeah. But. With the Charitans, uh seeing, I, I think that the only thing that I like about the Charitans as of right now is just seeing what they're going to be doing with other armies in the future when it comes to Ninth Edition when their codexes drop, right? Um, seeing, like, seeing the new stratagems that you can run with knights and seeing and kind of like guessing what knights are going to be like in the new, uh, in their new codex. I think is more or less what I'm looking at Charitans as as of right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, like even it, it's just so odd too because like we got the 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 original launch date of the Charitum was supposed to be back in December, right? And that was also when we were supposed to get Death Guard, which we did get, and um, and then immediately after that was supposed to be Dark Angels and Drukari, right? And um, we get we get the Charitum like uh, I think the following month, February. And I'm looking at it in like Terminus Est Force, Assault Force, right? That's the the new-ish like uh, plague company for Death Guard. And I haven't seen it run yet. But with I all have. the rule, Oh, you have? I have. You have? And I'll tell you, yes, it's a lot of restrictions. But for like team play, yeah. like WTC style team play where you can kind of pick the matchups. Yeah, yeah. It has some fantastic tools for very specific like ideas if you want to create something to like as a defender list for example where yeah, you just yeah, want to yeah. like have bodies and bodies and bodies, bodies, bodies. anyway yeah yeah i, I mean that's the, that's the way i kind of looked at it i was like oh death guard has like kind of a way to be a horde right because we have pox walkers and we got the cultists and then we got you know the plague marines and all these different terminators so like it, it brings a different style to the army than what we've seen instead of seeing like plague burst crawlers and uh, Mortarian, and then like uh, the, all the other vehicles. I have to say, Death Guard has some of the the coolest vehicles that in the game, and like it, it's interesting to see a stipulation where you're like, all those cool vehicles. No, but here's a whole new build with new psychic powers, new abilities, and new stratagems, and go for it. But it. it we haven't seen it yet. Like it hasn't, at least I haven't seen it in a pro play, uh, pro playlist per se tournament wise. At least I, I, I don't remember seeing one. It, I might've missed it, but like so far now, I, I think it's cool. I think it adds a different depth to the army since it just got a new codex. Right. But uh, other than that, uh, I'm, I, I'm excited to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it happen. Eh, 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 eh. Dude, why don't you ask me? Why why don't you ask me what what codex I'm excited for? All right, you know what? What about you? What's the codex that you're excited for? Well, how about we do everybody, and then we'll wrap it up with with this. All right. So the codex I'm most excited for, I and I and I and I can't deny my boys, which they're my first army. I have to say is Tau. I'm going to be excited for Tau. When Tau don't comes tell Recio, out, don't tell Recio, don't tell Recio. When Tau comes out, he'll nerf it already. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be happy for it. Uh, they 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 need some love. Uh, a lot of these armies that we talked about today need some some love. And um, I, while I'm not scared of my Tau brethren and sisters, uh, I am will be ha- uh, happy when we get our Codex. John P, what about you? Was yeah, the question well, uh, well, to 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 go on Tau though? Yeah. Like, dude, the, what are the, what are they going to do with marker lights? 
What, what is that? Uh, is, I'm not worried about what our marker lights. They, right? they, they could give better buffs to the marker lights. Yeah, th- I mean, they, they, all I know, I mean, I've beaten on this dead horse, I don't know how many times, but like, there just needs to be a change to the marker lights. We all know that most top players can look at marker lights and be like, this is trash. Can I get something better? I mean, that's the same reason why we run far side enclave so we can automatically get that one marker light, right? And we get that reroll to ones. Um, it's going to be interesting to see changes and see how they come. Maybe, maybe they give commanders reroll ones for core units like captains. I don't know. Um, but like uh, marker lights are probably the biggest problem for the army because one, the buffs are not worth or almost not worth the cost of the unit that carries a marker light because it comes at an additional cost no matter what. So it's like a, it's a hindrance rather than a buff, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I need it in order to get to ballistic skill three for that plus one to hit. So, to, you know. It, it, you have it, to give it to the developers, though, when, when thinking of the Tau Codex, because it, it really only affects the game in, like, a couple of phases. Movement, right. shooting mainly, and, like, but maybe combat if you need extra movement and you're yeah, not yeah. trying to kill stuff yeah, at least yeah. right now so yeah. like you really need to make their shooting make up for the fact that you don't have anything else no psychic powers nothing mm-hmm. like that and just overwatching doesn't really do that like it does it, but it doesn't you it's know awful I mean? so it's, it's awful. so i'm yeah it's one of those where like i hope a good tau is i think really healthy for the meta because i really like it when or I think it's really healthy when you have like certain factions that just are generically better against other factions, not necessarily hard counters like yeah. rock, paper, scissors, but that will go, oh, I'm building this faction that's really strong, like Admech. But if I go into this Tau player, like I need to have tools to deal with that. Yep. And therefore, by putting tools in, I'm actually less powerful against Space Marines, but Space Marines are good against the Tau, you know, and it's like a good, healthy sort of mix, right? I agree with that. Yeah. John P. What was the original question? <laughs> Your original <laughs> question is, what codex are you most looking forward to? Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. Orcs. Uh, orcs, cool. Wog. Wog. <laughs> all right, Matt. Now, all right, I'm going to keep mine long. <laughs> <laughs> Because I wasn't able to talk about what codex I was, uh, I'm excited for, uh, for the for the edition and what I think is going to break the game, um, but uh, you, you know what? I'll keep it short. Okay, codex that I'm that I think is going to break the game. Uh, I think it's actually going to be uh, demons or chaos space marines. Uh, I, I think that their new book is going to completely change not only how the army, how those armies play but also will better define how chaos is going to do as an entire faction as a whole. Because like the way that we see chaos now is that it's a souping faction or it's a souping uh, uh, category, right? Right. With armies, right. You know, you want to run, you know, uh, demons undivided and stuff like that. Uh, Run Lord of change with Magnus, things like that. But we're already seeing that warp time is only available now to your cult division. Right. Right. So, I think that chaos is going to get a huge glow up and uh, we already saw it with death guard. And I think that um, seeing chaos space Marines coming in with all the different factions that they have available to them, seeing them being reworked, uh, you know, like Emperor's children, what are they going to do with noise Marines, you know, uh, chaos demons? Like what are they going to do with corn? I would love to see what corn's going to happen with. I mean, like bloodthirster obviously just kind of sucks. <laughs> but uh you know when you look at chaos demons the only factions that you're looking at is what zinch and slanesh and that's it yeah uh maybe nurgle sometimes but not really so seeing demons uh who also have mortal wound spam that you know coincide with k-suns right and uh gray knights one of the armies that have access to a lot of mortal wounds uh i i think are going to be incredibly strong in the ninth edition with their ninth edition codex and seeing all of the different demon factions, you know, be put onto the same playing field as Slanesh and Zinch is going to be extremely powerful. And, uh, you know, berserkers finally getting their limelight to <laughs> do what they're supposed to do and not just do 
half of what they're supposed to do and then die mm-hmm. uh, because someone interrupts. Uh, that 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 would be cool. Um, or not Berserkers, maybe Bloodletters. I, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, the army that I am excited for a new codex with, obviously I could say Tyranids. Um, but I think that the army that I'm most excited for is going to be Chaos Space Marines. Just because of like what I said, they have so much... Uh, so many tools that they can access and I would love to see them just not be hey we are the bad version of space marines (laughs) (laughs) you know well what some consider the bad version we're spiky space marines yeah Yeah, we are the spikier space marines and that's our whole shtick (laughs) alright alright Scary well I kind of I feel like Genius of Cult will have the biggest impact personally because I know good players that are going to play mm-hmm. the crap out of the weird, crazy like shenanigans they're going to be able to pull, and and that's just annoying. Um, and then the the codex I'm most excited about, ninth edition Drakari Codex. <laughs> cop out cop out <laughs> that's it that's it mic drop i uh, don't need to say more now i'm actually really happy with with like personal codex although i'd probably be most excited about the uh, black templar supplement you know, black templars being the first army i played um and i'm really you know devout push and all that stuff is really fun so hopefully they get some love and they're not just like squatted because like all their heroes are like you know, not yeah. primaris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I feel that. All right. Well, that is the end of this episode of Chapter Tactics. Uh, on the next episode, we're going to discuss how do you prepare for an ever-changing meta? Uh, just because ninth is ever-changing. We always have new stuff coming out. So uh, that's it for me and all the other gentlemen that joined us today. Thank you. And we will see you next time. So leave a comment below uh, on this YouTube video and let us know what you think of this episode. Make sure to like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Patreon. And hit up our Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash dice check. Also make sure to, if you want to support this podcast in particular or the FLG network, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash chapter tactics. And that's it. Thank you all for oh, coming. What about Scary? Yeah, hit Scary up on Patreon.com. I'm sorry. Hit Scary up on Patreon.com forward slash Scary. Can you fill me in here? Forward slash Scardcast. S K A R E D C A S T. Or all the goodies. Um, yeah. Thank you, sir. You are a beautiful man and a wonderful gentleman. And I will go back into my gestation tube. <laughs> <laughs> And once again, thank you all for coming out. We look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye.